Hey, it is Pat and Stu, Jeffy, yeah. the blob. A lot of people call him Mr. Fatness. Uh, some people call him oh, Fatso. Some just call him uh, Fat. I think calling him that is way t- is wrong. Uh, yeah. uh, Mr. is way Thank too you, respectful. Stu. Thank you, Mr. Fatso. Mr. Mr. is too respectful. I'm glad that you've... <laughs> what? <laughs> Megan Kelly is. Uh, she's got a new gig. She's starting to do uh, what? some p- appearances. She's not on Fox anymore. <sighs> no. When did that happen? I hate to break this to you, huh? but it happened quite a while ago. Um, oh, she. Uh, you so- could have at least told me she was thinking about not doing this forever. <laughs> Megan Kelly's Broke doing really me. well on Fox News. Oh my gosh, there's some problems uh, popping up. Oh Wait no, a minute. Well, she might leave. Oh, oh my, my gosh, God. she left and went to NBC. <laughs> Is okay, see that was a little better. Okay, yeah. So she's been now taking pictures and posting it. on social, like you know, hey, I'm you know I'm at the offices and stuff like that. Starting mm-hmm. to start the rumor. When's her first day? Do we know? Uh, Jeffy, it's on television, so I assume you know. I do not know the exact. Okay. Day. I don't know the exact day. However, it's supposed to be Kardashians first. The yes. whole Kardashian family. I mean, I was like, what? Come on! But Come now on. they're saying the rumored uh, thing that has been going on for a while: Megyn Kelly moderating a forum with Vladimir Putin. Uh, that is a uh, New York Post report uh, says the former Fox News star will moderate a session interviewing Putin, the annual St. Petersburg International Economic Forum starting June 1st. You know, actually, the Kardashians probably would have been a bigger ratings getter. Oh, no doubt about it. No question. By far the more substantive uh, thing to do if you want to be a real news, news person. And obviously she is. So, yep. Um, she uh, actually turned down a one hundred million dollar offer to stay with Fox. So Fox kind of wanted her to stay. But just the hundred million. Just a hundred million. They, they they would not give her just fifty million. billion to stay. <laughs> no, they didn't offer her they didn't fifty even billion. Offer her 50 billion. That's how much they didn't want her. A mere one hundred million dollars, and that's not even a year. That's like over five years. I mean, that's an insult. So obviously, she had to spit on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. If uh, yeah, we're speculating completely, mm-hmm. but if they all of this stuff had happened, which Roger with Roger out, with uh, Bill O'Reilly out, because her and Ooh. Bill, I mean, mm-hmm. she right. she says that she was disappointed and uh, that Bill didn't back her more in the Trump thing, and 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 some of the and she did say that. Yeah. 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 Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, wow. she, I don't know that she said Bill's... I think she said, I was disappointed that the some people... Whatever, did, during yeah. the... The Trump backlash initially. And she also said something about... Oh, the, the rumor was... Or, and I, think, I remember us talking about it. Out, and we might have even said it on the air. Fox did not support her the way they should no, have. I totally Fox, agree. in general, did not do right by her. They no. just didn't. Well, I mean, and uh, you know... Because so, Roger could have stopped it immediately. If Roger would have said to Trump... Knock it off, or uh, you're, we're not going to be friends here. Uh, that would have stopped. It would have stopped. I don't I think. know if it would have stopped, but it would have. I think it would have helped curtail it a lot. It would have changed the way they covered the president. That's yes, for sure. Um, you could tell that they, you know, they they made a choice there, um, and and sure I, did. You know, you can make an argument, obviously, either way as far as the politics go. But usually, you should uh, you would defend your employees. And we saw the same thing at Breitbart. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did the same exact thing to their employees. Uh, their, the employees that didn't want to kind of worship <laughs> Trump um, were, were were trashed by and, them and in the gone, media. essentially. Yeah, gone and <clears throat> trashed by them. What was the yeah? What was the name of the female reporter? I don't remember uh, now. But um, Michelle Fields. Yes, yes, she was one. But there were several, and they were uh, you know to the point of Ben leaking. Shapiro. 
yeah, Ben Shapiro is a great example, leaking information about them to other me- to left wing media sources to try to trash them. Um, Which so, is a, a, a well renowned Fox technique. Very similar to what Fox does, or at least did. The question I was going to ask, though, is let's just say that all plays out and all this happens because, you know, her and O'Reilly, I guess, had something going on. He, she didn't like O'Reilly. Um, Say you talking about uh, Rogers the way he talked about Rogers uh, issues like she didn't like she thought he was being dismissive of the complaints which I don't know I mean I'm sure he would say he wasn't being however she didn't like that and that was one of the reasons reportedly why she left Mm. if all this had played out does she take the hundred million dollars to stay. If there was no Roger and there was no Bill, um, and some of these other changes now, Bill Shine as well, out, would he, she have stayed? And I, I don't it's, know. Um, it's possibly. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, because she, and she actually might be worth more now yeah. to Fox News than she was at $100 million, because mm-hmm. it seems like they're trying to go this more mainstream journalism Which angle rather than right. I mean, you know, most of the people who are on the right on the network are either being fired or let go or... Uh, reassigned or given smaller roles. Mm-hmm. They seem to, you know, the, the kids of the Murdoch family seem to be pushing the network in that direction. Um, and if that's true, she might have been worth more than 100 mil. I, um, yeah, plus she'd, she'd be the, the last true legitimate superstar at Fox, I think. So, uh, and she'd probably like that role. You know, without Bill on the on the channel anymore, it's really her. And so, yeah, I mean, obviously, Sean Hannity is there still, um, but and they've battled as well, uh, somewhat publicly. Um, So, you know, who knows? But now, I mean, she's on the same network as Lester Holt, and things are, uh, you know, looking good. What a weird way to phrase that. I mean, uh, Mm -hmm. why would anyone say? (laughs) How how did Lester Holt figure into this equation at all? Only Um, when you think of everything in the Lester Holt prism. Uh, like, if you look at every uh, issue NBC through is a Lester Holt. Holt. I mean, NBC is Lester Holt. What you, NBC has been NBC around for a really long Le- time. I mean, it's NBC clear. NBC is Lester Holt. I mean, it's Holt. clear that that's the fact. <laughs> Nobody even knows that, that guy's that name. <laughs> yeah. 80% of Americans don't even know Are the guy's you... name. Don't know his name. I bet oh. it's higher than that. I bet name it's 85 or 90%. Brands. That's a name brand. So you think no. you, Jeffy legitimately looks at Lester Holt like Kleenex. Like it is Thank like you. the mo- the like if you think news person, you could also just call him a Holt. That's that's what <laughs> or Lester or Lester or Lester, Lester perhaps. <laughs> we like Lester Holt, but Jeffy's yeah, obsessed fine. with the guy. He's fine. I'm just I'm just saying you. Megan is lucky to be there. Okay, <laughs> there is something right. so I know deep it's so weird and strange, so weird in uh, in that like I, it's like almost as weird as the as the feet thing that he has, yeah, where he won't take off his socks around other people. Mm-hmm. Now that might be for the other people's benefit, but he does nothing else for other people's benefit. So why <laughs> why would that be the case? There's something know. odd, right? Yeah, and no, we definitely we don't know. We definitely. don't know his age. We don't know why he loves Esther Holt. Lester Holt. We don't know why his feet are. He has a weird foot thing. Mm-hmm. We don't know why he doesn't like sauce on food, like right. every other fat man in America, mm-hmm. including the other two on the program. <laughs> yeah, right. We love our sauce. I mean, it's pretty clear that we love sauce. We love the hollandaise. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll get love into hollandaise. It. Love Bernays. Any of that. It's good stuff. All right. So uh, she's going to moderate this forum with Vladimir Putin, and that that should be uh, that should be good stuff. It looks like it's going to happen. Her her uh, Sunday night news magazine show will start in June, but then the nine o'clock in the morning uh, discussion program will be this fall. Yeah, and they're saying that one of the reasons why it looks like well, not doesn't look like he's already started, but Ryan Seacrest is on with Kelly Ripa. As yeah. They wanted to bring a really big name in there because they know the Megyn Kelly thing is launching, so they wanted to kind of get ahead of that. 
smart. So, yeah, yeah. Um, smart. Uh, another thing uh, in television, um, a local Cincinnati TV affiliate, uh, which is WCPO, they're the ABC affiliate in Cincinnati, they've urged Bengals fans to boycott the team's home games. Um, why? Because they signed Joe Mixon. Now, that if you're going to boycott somebody, it's not a terrible reason. Joe, Joe Mixon uh, mm-hmm. he, he, was, had a really ugly incident uh, he in his past. He hit a woman in the face so hard that he essentially broke her face. Yes. He, he knocked her busted out, up a bunch of basically. bones in her face. and I mean, it was... This was serious. Now, of course, and he that had was, to sit out a year. He, he sat out a year before the video of it came out. Yeah. So he sat out a year, and then the video came out, and it looked like, wow, this is really going to be uh, really going to hurt him. Uh, they thought he would be a first round draft pick. Instead, though, he still got picked in the second round. I think it went forty eighth overall. Yeah. He because of this incident of bashing a girl in the face and breaking her face, knocking her out. He fell all the way to the second round. <laughs> wow. That's that shows you how serious an offense it was. It he, wow. It didn't seem like there was a lot, you know, because usually they have, there's always three or four players going into the draft that have some ugly incident in their past. And, and the there question, are a lot more than three or four. First of all, there's a lot more. And secondly, it didn't seem to matter all that much. Didn't. Man, everybody, all mm, those guys didn't. that they were talking, this guy might not even get drafted. They all got drafted. All got drafted. Pretty, pretty high. Yeah. Um, in some cases, I don't think it even hurt some of them. They went about where they would have anyway. But like, but it's a good ex- this guy was a problem for people, though. And you could kind of sense it when, when they were talking about it. Um, if you watched any of the NFL's coverage of, of the draft, uh, there were some people who really had issues with him being drafted at all. Uh, and, you know, I guess you could debate. Did the guy pay his... Uh, did, he, did he pay for his crime... Did he serve enough time being punished? Um, should that eliminate you from the NFL for all time? I mean, you, you were supposed to like talk that. about him, right? I mean, didn't Musburger get in trouble for even saying something nice about him? I, I think he this did. Season? Yeah. I think he I mean, did. Yeah. I mean, you can't even... Yeah. Um, what's amazing, <laughs> yep. amazing here is Mixon's incident happened in 2014 okay that's when it actually occurred video released later he still gets drafted a high position and is seemingly paying outside of the year suspension basically no price for this i mean he's i mean maybe i guess you're saying he's moving down around um maybe uh, again with running backs could have easily been a second round pick anyway ray mm-hmm. rice's incident also happened the same year the man has, uh, you know, again, I'm not arguing for, I, I'm fine with the standard. If and he wanna, never played another down of football. Never played another down of football. This is a guy who was one of the best players in the league uh, in the NFL. At, now, he had had a bad year the year before the incident, which probably hurt him quite a bit. Like, if he came off an 1,800-yard season, maybe he's back in the NFL. Um, but no one wanted to take a chance on him, yet they'll take a chance on this guy mm-hmm. who did the same thing at the same time. Yeah. And, and, it, and the only difference being it wasn't in an elevator, it was in a restaurant. Um, or a bar um, instead of a casino elevator. Uh, and, and every, you know, to, to a man, the people who know Ray Rice, uh, will, a lot of them are speaking out on his behalf, including people really highly respected in the NFL have speak, spoken out and said, look, he did something terrible. He's changed his life. Um, now, look, I, don't, I am completely comfortable with the standard of if you hit someone, a woman in the face, there's no... There's no coming back. I'm fine with that standard. If, if that's the one we want to implement, I'm fine with it. However, that's mm-hmm. not what they're implementing here. Mm-hmm. The, the, uh, the uh, NFL is drafting Joe Mixon 
um, who did the exact same thing as Ray Rice and never letting Ray Rice have another chance in the NFL. It's an odd, it's an odd double standard. Now, I guess maybe you could make the argument as they see Mixon as potentially a big star and having a lot of years and Ray Rice, you know, he was at the end of his career and he had a bad year. I guess you could make that argument, but it, I mean, it's a strange standard. I will say that. Uh, it is. And I'm, I uh, honestly, uh, this is above my pay grade. I don't know what the standard should be. I, I don't know how serious. I, I believe the punishment should be extremely serious. Um, but he didn't actually, as far as an actual punishment, he didn't go to jail for it, did he? Or um, did he? Did he spend any time in jail? I know he spent. You know he had a, a full year suspension, but I don't. Remember. Yeah, he was suspended from the Oklahoma Sooners, but I, I don't know that any legal action was taken against him. I, 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 I don't know. I don't remember. But um, you know, if you believe in redemption, should he get another chance? And if you know, we and I think most of us believe in repentance. Has he repented? I, I don't know. Well, how, I don't know. He's been. He was asked about it, and his his answer was kind of like, "Well, I'm here to." You know, I'm glad they're taking a chance on me. I've, I've been blessed that they're taking a chance on me, and I'm a different person now. And it it, it really, I don't know, kind of rang true. hollow to me. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I, um, maybe we can get this uh, video for tomorrow, uh, Marissa, up in the control room. Um, it, it was this, I think, it, I want to say it was 60 Minutes, and they ran a, s- a story on uh, Matt Bush. Now, I think it's, it's Matt Bush, right? He's a, currently a Texas Rangers <laughs> reliever, um, and he was... A while ago, the number one overall pick in the draft uh, mm-hmm. by San Diego, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he, the number one pick, threw 98 miles an hour. Everyone thought he was going to be this oh. massive superstar. Had all sorts of uh, huge problems with drinking and, uh, and drugs, if I remember correctly. Um, but definitely drinking. Um, and had uh, all sorts of issues, kept getting into trouble. He got, finally, San Diego gave up on him. He went to, I think, Toronto for uh, a year, maybe, in the minor leagues. They had another incident. They got rid of him, DUI or something. Then I think he went to Tampa for a while. And while he was with Tampa, and it seemed like he was turning his life around, he uh, got hammered. Uh, got in a car and drove over a guy in a motorcycle. Um, almost killed the guy. Uh, he was in, I think, a coma and had all sorts of massive health problems. And to this mm. day, he did live, but still has massive health problems. So he went to prison for it. Um, and, uh, and vehicular, I don't know, I can't remember what the charge was. And he went to prison for multiple years. Um, got out of prison. Finally, uh, after uh, several years, was not in baseball at all, was working at um, uh, one of those buffet places. Uh, what's the name? Jeffy, you'd know. It's a buffet. Why, Golden uh, Corral. Golden Corral. It was Golden Corral, yes. Good, good call. Because I, I thought for sure we'd get that out Golden of Corral's one of the last standing one, big ones now. Okay, yeah. So Most Golden Corral. Working at Golden down. Corral as a cook. And someone, uh, wow. it, someone ha- got wind of it, and it was the same guy who helped Josh Hamilton turn his life around and become a star again with Which the Rangers. He, he, who has a similar story with a similar the story. vehicular yes. um, assault on somebody. Yeah, so same guy went to this Golden Corral, and they, it, because he had a, a neck bracelet, they couldn't even go to a field to throw, but threw out in the parking lot, and he was still throwing 94. So they decided to, to give him give a him chance, a and they signed him, and he's now gone all the way up through the major leagues, uh, and he's back in the majors. He's like their setup man, I think, now, and he's throwing 98 miles an hour and is great, right? 
Um, so he had all this talent, and he's turned his life around, and he says, you know, again, this is his case. I've turned my life around. You know, he's uh, obviously he's gone through a religious kind of a transformation, a lot of things mm-hmm. that you, you, you cheer on, right? Mm-hmm. Same time, his victim is like, what the hell? Like I got ran, I just got run over. I was just riding my motorcycle, and I, I'm, I haven't been able to live life. I'm miserable all the time. I'm in constant pain. He's never been able to put his life back together since the incident. Um, now Bush wow. is back in the majors, making wow. money, uh, and has a bright future. While this guy. And, uh, you know, so he did get a letter from Bush and saying, like, hey, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I ran you over on your motorcycle. You know, I don't know what do you say. I'll try not to do that again. Hey, I'll, try, I'll, I'll try not to do it again. <laughs> and if we're in separate cities, there's a very little <laughs> yeah. chance I will. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but the guy is like, you know, I read it and I just don't believe him. You know, wow. It didn't seem sincere yeah. to me. And, I, you know, I'm sitting here still being tortured. And Did, he win a civil, did you say that he won any civil suit or anything against him? I, mean, I don't know the story. Yeah. So It's worth what we should, we should, yeah, we should see if we can get up. some of it because it's worth watching. Some I'd like to know what people think of this at 888-727-BECK. What should the penalty be? Should you be out of it forever? Should you? And, and let's say you say, yes, they, he shouldn't have a shot at the NFL. What job should he have a shot at? Yeah. Any? Can, you, can you still have a li- livelihood or what? And I think the answer to that is obviously yes, right? If you pay your price to society. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, supposed so, to be the deal, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. if you do have a shot at livelihood, why not well, the NFL? Why not? The question right. is, if you're a team, and I think this happened with, uh, with um, a lot of teams. There's a lot of teams who make these lines. I think the Eagles are one of them currently mm-hmm. because they had shots at p- uh, several players who looked really good that had problems with their history, mm-hmm. um, and they skipped over all of them. Well, you know, uh, Jamal Williams from BYU, he set the all-time rushing record at BYU. Now he was suspended from school for a year. He was, he was kicked out of BYU for a year. Um, and they actually let him say he withdrew. So he withdrew from the school for a year. And uh, so that's on his, you know, that's in his, his permanent, record. permanent record. So the teams were all like, well, Jamal... Obviously, you're great, and 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 uh, you have a great work ethic, and everybody says good things about. What happened though? Why did you get? What did you get kicked out of school for? Yeah, I had a girl in my room, and he he says they mostly laughed at that because <laughs> it was an honor code violation. Because it was an honor code violation. Would be which you had is going to be you know it's the only place in the world where you'll get in trouble for that in in college, college for in sleeping college. with a girl. Yeah, he basically. slept with a girl. Uh, and there was some underage drinking involved, and and so everybody blows that off completely. Stuff, but he's, he didn't go till the fourth round, um, and Joe Mixon goes in the second round uh, with maybe as serious, short of murdering somebody, I, it seems like that would be... Pretty close. Now he, murder or rape, That this is the worst thing you can do, right? And still be a contributing member of society. And I, I don't know if... I don't know where you draw that line, really, with bashing a woman in, a, in in the face and breaking bones in her face, and and then you get to make millions of jaw. dollars a year later. He broke broke her jaw and several bones. Yeah. She yeah. had eight hours of surgery. Oh yeah, my God. All right. it was caught Man. on it was caught on the surveillance video and led to an assault charge. Okay, so he was given one year suspended sentence. Wow, counseling, community service. And suspended for a season from Oklahoma. Okay, anybody else would have been in jail. Then right? he and then he settled the civil lawsuit. That's been settled. Now this and then we're up to today. It's interesting because mm. I, I, to me, the correct standard is, and I am not a fan of kangaroo courts. I don't like what colleges do with rape uh, accusations. And like, well, let us deal with it here. No, go to the freaking police and mm-hmm. deal with it there. 
Um, to me, that's always the correct standard. And I, I, w- I am comfortable with this. One, you don't, as a team, I don't think you need to do a thing until we find out what happens with the, with the legal system. If you're not charged with something, a lot of times you see these, these people, they'll, they'll, they'll release the player before they're even charged. Yeah, and to me, like I don't think that, that is not your job as an employer to investigate right. and solve the crime uh, before there's been any legal proceeding. So I have no problem with the team holding on to a player in that scenario, unless they, you know, unless they have, you know, I mean, it's obviously their choice. However, when they when they pay their debt to society, I think they're free to come back to the NFL. I don't think the NFL should say we should never have one of these people. I think it's an individual team choice. And you see, like a team like Cincinnati is famous for hiring convicts. They're constantly uh, signing people who uh, wind up getting arrested or have massive problems. I mean, there was that one over year, and over again that one off season where something like ten or eleven different players it was, it was on a joke Cincinnati on, on the internet. It was, and they're still doing it. Yeah, and you know, uh, you know, because uh, Marvin Lewis is there, he's been he's known as a guy who's with who's good with these types of players, and he's been able to handle and them in the past. However, like I, I certainly like the Eagles could have they needed a running back, they could have been helped with Joe Mixon. I think that would have been a player that really would have helped their team. But they took a no, pass. No thanks. Yeah, I'm fine with them. Never ever signing someone who does something like that. And, and they put, uh, in the online editorial, the station that is bo- asking for the boycott of the Bengals said, we're urging every Bengals fan to take drastic action. Instead of buying a Bengals ticket this year, take $50 or more that you would have spent on that ticket and donate the money to a nonprofit that works to prevent violence against women. Enough is enough, Bengals. We can excuse another season without a win- uh, winning a playoff game. We can't excuse drafting a player like Joe Mixon. Now, that's easier yeah. for this particular station to do because they don't broadcast the games. <laughs> Which is all, that's exactly right. It's all, whenever you're so, in a, a professional sports town, it's fun right. to be the station across the street. So, yes. And, I, and I almost, I'm never for boycotts, really, for any reason. Um, so, I mean, I, you're not going to tell me to not watch a freaking you know, a, right. a game because of something like this. For, for something like anything. Like, uh, you're... I mean, I've said this before. Like, the Philadelphia Eagles could come out and endorse Hugo Chavez, a dead Hugo Chavez, for president, and I'd still be like, I'm still a fan. It's interesting uh, though, because I, I don't know what the line is here. I do. You? I mean, I, I don't. The line should be the law, right? I mean, if you paid your debt, and and I guess he did. You're supposed right? to be able yeah. to. I went, think. I guess he did. He went in front of the court. Tough to tell a woman. He hey, he's making you know. Eventually, he'll be making if, if he works out in the NFL. If if it pays off, he'll be making five to ten million dollars a year. It is one of those things that pisses you off. Like if I'm uh, I'm a guy who got run over by a pitcher on my motorcycle, you're going to be pissed. I'm when he's pissed back. off that he's now making a million dollars a year. Right. That being said, that is not what the law does. And that's Correct. how it's said. Just because he's highly rewarded for his skill, if he was working at Golden Corral, would he still be pissed off? No, I mean, he not. might be like, well, you know, he's out free and he's working at Golden Corral and it sucks. Yeah. Um, and I'm still in pain but and that still exists. Pissed. But you're less pissed and that right. part of it isn't right. Uh, you know, the fact that he's good at his job, um, you know, shouldn't mean anything. I would say it would be appropriate uh, for him. And maybe he thought about doing this, but has not been able to connect with a guy like if you can help if you're in that position, and you've got a lot of money and you can help out uh, a guy that you ran over. Uh, his motorcycle, uh, you know, it might be a good time to maybe throw a little of that cash his way. I certainly would feel guilty enough to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean... And, and I agree with you, although in today's world, perhaps your attorneys would say, hey, don't do that because then he's going to come back and hit you up for more. And you're probably right. You're probably right. 
Uh, you know, it's it's it, that is the I mean, way I agree with you. I think you should you absolutely should do that. Yeah, and that's why you send a letter and you try to start a dialogue and hopefully you become right. friends. But again, like you know, you never know. They could demand all they want. They can sue you. They can uh, you know. There's always another step they can take to come after your cash. And you know, maybe the best thing for him to do is just right. stay out of it. I, right. I, you know, I don't know. It's it's a really it's a it is a it's a shady line. And and, and it kind of reminds you. Uh, probably the best thing to do is just not get hammered and drive over somebody in a motorcycle. I guess that's a really tip. good step. Uh, Stu, you're asking a lot of us there. Uh, well, but, when's the last time you drove over somebody in a motorcycle that uh, drunk? Oh, uh, including last week? Including this week? Including and this last. <laughs> well, yeah, why wouldn't I include this week and last? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Um, and, and by the way, I'm also including mm-hmm. you being high. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. On any kind of drug? On any kind of drug. Ah, uh, wow. Now you're... Uh, let's carry the, um, uh, None. Zero times. Yeah, none. Zero times? Zero times. In the last week. So totally. that has been... Uh, taking a whole week off from running down for people. No, in, in fact, in my entire life, the number is still zero. None. So, and this is one of those things where Pat I mean, could ask me. Am I me, exceptional? Yes. Yeah, Everybody knows yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, but if you but ask me, I would tell you, obviously, the number obviously is a lot higher than that. It's, I mean, it goes all the way up to, round to it, uh, it would be zero. None. And yeah. by the way, we'll add in this right now and not ask Jeffy. Yeah, right. Triple eight seven twenty seven. I can go back a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can't count that high. We all, we all know you can't go <laughs> beyond 18. So, no, never mind. North Korea uh, is uh, on fire right now. Holy um, cow. Maybe not literally, but almost. Um, they may, close. at any time, could be setting off a nuclear test. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know what goes on in those situations. When the world is unstable, uh, people look for a uh, kind of a, a way to protect uh, what they have, try to protect their family, try to prepare. Um, and that's one of the reasons why, and it's just one little piece of it, why people are right now rushing to My Patriot Supply. Uh, My Patriot Supply sells... Uh, preparation. They sell peace of mind is what they sell. Yeah, they really do. When, when you've got some food for any kind of eventuality that occurs in, in life, uh, you feel a lot better, especially as a provider for your home. And this food tastes good. You don't have to worry about what you're going to do with the food. How, how do I take the wheat and the barley and turn it into something? It's already into something for you. You just add water and it's really delicious. Right now you get four weeks of easy to prepare food for just $99 and the shipping is free. Yeah, they do a great job at making it really easy to manage too. I was moving my, uh, my, my little stash around uh, yesterday because I had to get to something. It's just, you realize like they, they're able to make this so easy. It's an easy step to take. Mm-hmm. You just call them or go to the website you get the four weeks of food for $99. You put it in a, in a safe spot in a closet somewhere, and you have it just in case. 888-411-5290 or at preparewiththeblaze.com. Welcome back. 888-727-BECK is our uh, phone number. You, you might occasionally detect... If you uh, watch or listen to this show on a regular basis, occasionally, <coughs> mm-hmm. uh, that um, some of us have seen parts of different Star Wars movies. <laughs> now, I don't know if I've ever seen a full one all the way through. You know, it's hard to hold my interest for two hours. Yeah, that's a, it's tough. Because uh, <laughs> it could be that we reference it all I've the time. I've always got to be busy working out. Oh, and, you know, oh that kind of thing. yeah, it gets yeah, in the usually, way of the gym. What do you yeah. think about that, Jeffy? I mean... 
goes without saying. I mean, obviously, if if it's on at the gym or something, and they've put in Star Wars, and sometimes they do. They have the Star Wars thing and see it weekends. between reps, but uh, that's yeah. about it. <laughs> they have Star Wars themed weekends at my gym. I mean, I, uh, maybe Pat goes to the same gym I do. That's possible. I think that's McDonald's, Jeffy. They have. <laughs> they that, do have the kids' a, little uh, area, though. Yeah, that's, that's not a gym, them. though. That's yeah. that's a playground. Anyway, uh, Stephen Kent is with us sure from the Washington the Examiner. Uh, Stephen, uh, who I don't know, may be as obsessed with Star Wars as we are, if not a little more so. He is the host of the Beltway Banthas podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So, He's a little more obsessed than yeah. we are. But we appreciate yeah. that perspective. Uh, welcome to the program, Steven. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm a big fan of your show, and uh, y'all are terrible liars. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you wrote a really cool piece uh, in the Washington Examiner about uh, sort of the way that Star Wars has kind of traced the real world of politics that we kind of deal with on an everyday basis. Um, can you kind of walk us through this, this timeline? Because it's, it's, it's a really cool point, and it leads to something that I find incredibly disturbing that we'll get to in a moment. Sure. So Star Wars has always been and it will always be political. Uh, you can't really take out the context of the world in which a movie or a book or any piece of art is made uh, from the piece itself. And the story of the 70s and the 80s, for the most part, uh, was America's role in the world. It was post-Vietnam and it was the Cold War. That was the conversation. And that sort of leaked into the earlier uh, original trilogy movies in a various different ways. And then in the 2000s with the prequels, you had the war on terror and the slippery slope of war. And we were talking about uh, how democracies fall apart, executive power, all those sorts of themes that were in those movies and were in politics at the time. And today, uh, the politics of the time, the conversation is driven by the divide, the massive uh, gulf between people in this country and really around the world um, in various different societies and in politics. Uh, we're very divided. And Star Wars is looking like it's going to be moving in that direction in terms of their commentary and their story with The Last Jedi. I saw this in the trade that they aired about two or three weeks ago. And I wrote up in the Washington Examiner for, uh, for Young Voices and Beltway Banthas about that piece. What was it about the uh, trailer that caught your eye and, and made you believe that this, that's the case? The Jedi must end, says Luke Skywalker. Um, mm. At the end of that trailer, uh, who would expect Luke Skywalker, the hero of the original Star Wars movies, to declare that the Jedi Order must no longer be a thing and that Rey, his, uh, his presumed pupil, is not searching just for the light but the dark but also the balance of the Force? Um, mm. In the prequel trilogy, mm. we heard this sort of offhand thing about a, a, a prophecy of someone who would bring balance to the Force. It was largely presumed to be Anakin Skywalker who became Darth Vader. And... That didn't really work out, and the Jedi were never really committed to a balance. They were just committed to destroying the dark side. And so what we have hmm. now is a scenario where they might actually be looking for a gray area between these two gulfs. Hmm. And we should be asking ourselves wow. why. What does that say about our culture? And also, what does that say about the characters in Star Wars and what they're going through today? I mean, and those are really important and interesting questions as you kind of see how it's reflected in, you know, real life is reflected in, in the Star Wars story. However, I'm a little nervous just from a fan perspective that we're going to go, we're trying to find gray areas between, you know, the Empire, uh, you know, the light and the dark. It's like this is, it's, there shouldn't be a gray area. It's Star Wars. Like that is... You know, it's the ultimate battle yeah. there. And I, if they start, you know, if they start, you know, if we get like a, 
no, uh, what was it, no labels version of some party in in Star Wars, sure. I'm going to go crazy. Oh, yeah, that's going to suck. Yeah, and I think that they're moving in a direction where you're going to see that. Um, mm. A lot of the extra materials, like the books and the TV shows, are really hinting towards a pursuit of a new kind of Force user that uses the light and the dark and understands a true balance. And I think it's cool as a Star Wars fan because I think... The, the white robes versus the black robes can only go so far. They cannot keep this thing going forever, so we need something else. And I don't think the Force is as simple as black and white. But as fans and as, as commenters of the news and viewers of cultural events, like we see that having good and evil is important. And Star Wars is appealing for that exact purpose if you want moral relativism look to look to star trek um mm. star wars gives us something that's a lot more simple and i think it's appealing to people on a very visceral level i'm concerned if john Kasich is making an appearance in this film i will i will be very upset i just want to make sure that that is out there uh it's interesting. Uh, he might actually be supreme leader snow <laughs> it's interesting because you bring up star trek and you may also know that pat is america's biggest star trek geek um <laughs> I, I, Tend to disagree with that. But, I don't. I don't. Um, well, at least you, you do. You do appreciate it. As I do. Well. I do like Star Trek. Yes. Is that is that true? The, the moral relativism versus oh, black versus black and time. white. Really? Yeah. yeah, I'd say big time. Um, Gene Roddenberry, the creator, just uh, well known atheist and, and relativist guy, and everything you see is about that uh, perfection of the human race thing. Like, Earth is now a paradise. Mm. Because they've eliminated religion. Nobody believes in God anymore. They've eliminated currency. We don't even need that anymore. And and so, yeah, you get all that uh, progressive mix into Star Trek, which drives me out of my mind. Out of my mind. And, and we haven't had to put up with that in Star Wars, but you think maybe that's coming, Stephen? I, I do. Um, there's a lot of evidence showing that <laughs> Uh, the idea of a gray force user, which used to exist in the 90s in some of the old books, is going to be put into this movie. Luke is done with this pendulum swinging between uh, the Sith and the Jedi. And we should be asking ourselves as fans, you know, what good has the Sith versus the Jedi thing done for the people in that universe, that galaxy? They're constantly in turmoil, pain, and suffering under one regime or another. And so there might be some merit to the idea that the force and the people who use it have really gotten out of control with their, with their battle. Mm. It's, it's really a holy war of sorts. You've got two religious cults battling over people's hearts and minds and they build empires and regimes um, to enact those ideas. So you're and actually what, saying it's a good thing if, if this happens. I think it's, I think it's good for the people in star Wars. I think it's okay. going to be questionable for us as viewers and as a society where we should be, in my view, focused on what does good mean, what does evil mean, because Reagan's evil empire speech would not have been nearly as interesting if he had been a moral, <laughs> a moral relativist and wanted for to sure. explain why maybe we misunderstand uh, the Soviet <laughs> Union. Um, bold, bold stances in politics <laughs> matters, and I think Star Wars has been important for that. And it's also just made that franchise so successful because it is so easy to understand and talk about. Let me give you one more tie to uh, to today's politics from Star Wars that I've noticed. The the uh, the mm. I guess it was the eighth one, right? Where they uh, the, it's the seventh one where they yeah. they had the the hey we had built a Death Star now we have a much bigger Death Star that blows up a lot more stuff, right? But in there and 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 and, and they did this in Rogue One in particular uh, where they sort of. Um, excused a previous plot hole, right? 
to me again, and you're more, you're more, you're gonna, you might disagree with this analysis, but let me at least put it out there. In the everyone's joke for a zillion years was why didn't they just patch up this hole <laughs> that they that Luke was able to fire, you know, to fire into it and blow up the Death Star? Like why didn't mm-hmm. they just, I don't know, put a board over it or something <laughs> so it was not easy to blow up? And then in Rogue One, you find out that they they. And they could say it was planned. Maybe you might know better than I do. But like to me, it felt like a really smart way to deal with something they, sh- they should have probably dealt with at the time. And retroactively said there was someone on the inside who left this open so that it could on be purpose. destroyed. Right? It was on purpose. Yeah. And it was a great retroactive it was um, a fix. A, a fix for a, a previous hole. mistake. That's Donald Trump. He does that all the time. Every single time he blurts out, well, Andrew Jackson was, uh, he really didn't like that Civil War. He was born 15 years later. Well, he saw it coming. That's what I was saying. He saw it coming. He's got every single time he says something, he retroactively goes back. That is true. Am I imagining a tie there or is it uh, (laughs) potentially true? Well, I would never want to tie George Lucas and some of his writing together with Donald Trump's uh, missteps and rhetorical failures. Um, but it is it is absolutely true that George Lucas, um, as brilliant as he is, left a whole lot of stuff that needed to be fixed and a he whole did. lot of uh, half-pursued plot lines. I love what they did with Rogue One and making you know, the, the flaw in the Death Star a, a, um, a purposeful move by good people who are trapped in conscription service to the Empire. That makes sense from yeah, a story yeah. point of view. Um, it works. So I'm, I'm very pleased with that. Stephen, yeah. just one more question since we're about out of time here. Um, yeah. Being such a Star Wars fan, do you live in your parents' basement? I do not live okay. in my parents' basement. All right. And you have Absolutely. kissed a girl. You've kissed a girl? Yeah, married for six okay. years. Wow, nice work. <laughs> okay, well, nice. Father, the answer father, is yes. father of one. I did nice. move on. I, I'm not part of the millennial problem. Any <laughs> <laughs> okay. plans on uh, returning home to your parents' home soon? Uh, Moving back in? It's a lot. No, it's no. a lot wow. cheaper. It's a lot cheaper. Wow. Hey, uh, real quick, tell us where to get, where they get to get the podcast and 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 where to find your work. Yeah, absolutely. You can follow the Beltway Banthas podcast. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. You can just search up at Beltway Banthas on Twitter. And you can uh, also find my work at Young Voices, where I'm a spokesperson. Uh, And we work with libertarian and conservative uh, young people to get placed on news, television, and in other media. Mm, Well, it worked. Uh, Look at that. That's great. Uh, Thanks so much, Stephen Kent. Uh, That was was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. uh, You bet. We'll have you back. (laughs) And also with you. Uh, There's a report from the Environmental (laughs) Working Group that has uh, warned that 218 million Americans are exposed to cancer-causing tap water. There's all kinds of stuff in your tap water. And even if you have one of those little filters that you screw onto the, you know, spout... Usually, those do virtually nothing. Yeah, uh, you know, we're talking about uh, Flint, Michigan, is the most obvious example lately. I mean, think about this: you're depending on water for every any number of uh, everyday uses, and all of a sudden, you don't have any. Uh, you can, the only place you can go is try to get, what, get a bunch of bottles. Well, you know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Uh, here, you have a real solution to, to this problem. It's Alexapure. Now, Alexapure, they developed this solution. It's called the Alexapure Pro uh, Water Filtration System. It removes up to 99.9999% of contaminants from your drinking water. Yeah, it's all that stuff that, first of all, even if it was good for you, you wouldn't want it. Parasites, even if they helped you. I don't want any parasites. <laughs> the helpful parasites. <laughs> they don't help you. But it's also got bacteria, lead, you know, there's pesticides, pharmaceuticals in there, chromium-6, arsenic. It, it filters all of that out of your drinking water. You know, if the frogs had this, they, they wouldn't, wouldn't be gay. gay. They, they wouldn't, wouldn't have turned gay. Be gay. Uh, 
That's uh, something you did not know. Not that being bad, gay is a bad thing. Well, it is to I Alex mean, Jones, apparently. Uh, apparently. Uh, based on that analysis. Uh, each pro uh, <clears throat> filter has a capacity of up to 5,000 gallons, costing you pennies per gallon. Give them a call, 888-895-7746. 888-895-7746. Or online at getalexapure.com. You're going to save $20 off the retail price. 888-895-7746 or getalexapure.com. May I just briefly mention one of my favorite stories uh, to come out in a really long time is headlined thusly. Gluten-free diet increases the risk of heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) Of course it does. Of course it does. Of course it does. Because unless you're actually... What celiac or whatever? No. It, unless you're really there and you're actually allergic to you to it, like it causes a, a nasty bad reaction. You can't breathe or you break out in hives, start vomiting, whatever it is. Unless that's you, there's no reason to go gluten free, none whatsoever. In fact, it's silly because bread is the staff of life, is it not? Did we not learn that somewhere? I, I read wait, it somewhere. Wait, wait. Was it in a Star Trek oh, manual? On Reddit. I think it was on Reddit. Oh, okay. That's where it was. <laughs> yeah, that was on Reddit. Reddit is a staff of life. I read that post. Um, you know, it's interesting because, uh, and I, I will say this. Am I convinced that a gluten-free diet actually raises that risk of heart attack? Not really. Uh, more than anything, I'm just like, every single thing they Does say, they say the opposite a year later. Right. Yes. Right? That's so, what like, I like about it. It may very well be that it's not even true. However, the same mm-hmm. people who freaking write me every day and say, diet soda's going to kill you are the same people on gluten-free right. diets. Right. <laughs> That's why I say... Everything in moderation. That's why. <laughs> is I that live, what you say? That's why. I, that's why I say everything in moderation. <laughs> is that what you say? That's, that's, why, that's why I say. You have never done anything in moderation except for the extreme moderation that's of a, exercise. Well, I mean, that's why I, you live your life the way you want to, Stu. But I, I'm living mine. Are you barely? I mean, I'm looking at you. It's barely. Moderation. <laughs> just a little bit of heroin. And just a little increase in heroin every day. This study claims that people who, uh, who go gluten-free uh, were 15% more likely to suffer from coronary heart disease than those who... Because, and why? There's kind of a logical explanation for it. You have a lower intake of grains. And grains uh, contribute to coronary health. Does kind of make sense, doesn't it? It's a stunner, Pat. Yeah, it's a stunner. We're all knocked off our. Uh, we're we're going to fall off our chairs here in this commercial break because right. we're so knocked off. <laughs> We're coming back with a Jeffy segment. Always you got in fair moderation, though. Uh, uh, how many times has he way. said that? I you mean, I live your life. That you way. do not have that bumper sticker. Everything on your car in moderation. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffy found. I feel like share with us. So we don't have to talk anymore. 
We just got done talking to uh, Stephen Ken about Star Wars, and uh, we didn't have an opportunity to bring up uh, one of my favorite new bumper stickers for you, Pat, and perhaps him, mm-hmm. uh, that I ran into uh, the other day. Uh, the Empire does not care about your stick figure family, and I think that we should have that. I love that bumper sticker. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is really good. Yeah, that's you, sad, you need to have that. Those, what those what people, do you mean? Those people died. Those stick figures. I hope Brad Meltzer feels okay with that. Uh, That's great. That's (laughs) funny. I like his tweet. Whoever this is, we're friends. (laughs) Also, another big tweet that's uh, been running crazy uh, all day uh, is something that you'll appreciate, Pat. It's a letter that uh, is purported to be from our president, uh, Donald Trump. Oh, Oh, okay. Um, I don't know that it is. I can't say that it's actually from Donald uh, but this was something written uh, about the Civil War. Donald uh, Trump, room 1600. <laughs> you know this is him. Uh, the I mean, Civil it, War, S-I-V-E-L. I, I mean, it has to be him, right? <laughs> Andrew, and, Andrew Jackson was a very <laughs> tough person, but he had a big heart. H-A-R-T. <laughs> if he had been a little later, you wouldn't have had the Civil War. He said there's no reason for this. The Civil War, you think about it, and why? (laughs) Think about it, why? Crosses out, and uh, people don't ask that question, uh, but why was there a Civil War? Why would, W-O-O-D, that one not have been worked out? People don't realize, you know, the Civil War the end. I mean, I'm that's not, I'm not a saying. brilliant. That's a brilliant technique. A brilliant way to show. Yeah. Because that's his real quote. How juvenile the guy is. That's his real quote. <laughs> that's the actual quote written as if it came from an eight-year-old kid or five-year-old kid. That is unreal. Nice God job. Us. God. Pat, normally we don't like to stand on this program unless we're eating. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of a tradition on the show. Uh, it's weird because Jeffy, who has spent the least amount of time, he's the most sedentary person really in, in American history, stands almost the whole show, which is really mm-hmm. odd. Uh, but uh, we actually have a special edition of Spoons today. It's the only exercise he gets. The only exercise he gets. Which is just standing. It's not really stand. exercise. I don't no. think you could class it. But to him it that. is. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. To him it's really. To him good. it's. Uh, I just, we just talked about going to the gym. Yeah, we did see Star about Wars. It. We did talk. Right. About watch, it. I watch Star Wars themed weekends at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, did you think people believed you when you said that? Is that was your impression? <laughs> yeah, amazing. Uh, so, um, so today we have a, a special spoons that's coming up in just a minute. It's a pretty amazing uh, idea, uh, and it's going to combine some of your favorite foods together, and we're going to try them for okay. you. First, I want to get to a couple of things that we didn't uh, we didn't actually mention yet. Um, this is comes from uh, this comes from uh, Byron York. Now, <laughs> this is amazing because what you've seen here over the past uh, few uh, days is both sides, the Republicans and Democrats, try to take credit for winning the budget battle. 
Here's uh, here's a little nugget that you didn't uh, necessarily get from anywhere else. Two parties can debate who won what, but the fact is the spending bill does bill does much much more than address a few high profile issues. Anytime a bill stretches for sixteen hundred and sixty five pages, yeah. It's unbelievable. As this one does, you just safe bet there's a lot going on. And indeed, in this case, lawmakers have stuffed loads of pet priorities into this mammoth bill. It's just unbelievable. It sure is. One of those priorities, as you're seeing on the screen right now, is if it becomes widely known as a provision to greatly increase the number of temporary low-wage workers allowed in the United States. Oh, my gosh. Temporary low-wage workers it goes from 66,000, actually doubles that amount. Normally it's 66,000. Uh, what happened to uh, Mr. Donald Trump, Mr. I'm tough on immigration, I'm tough on, mm-hmm. uh, I, I can't focus anywhere because the sandwiches came, but uh, you know what I'm saying. I know All, all that stuff. It's a big deal, right? I mean, only <laughs> yes. because it's his big priority and he's going to be allowing all these temporary foreign workers in. Now, I will say, he's hired many of them before, so it may not be the biggest part of. Did okay. you just taste your finger? Yes. Because it bumped into a sandwich. And so <laughs> it bumped into, the, bumped into the sandwich. It's not alive so by itself. You have to control it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, okay, what do we have here? Do we, we have, does anybody uh, know? Let's do our spoons open here and uh, get to uh, it. All right. Uh, <clears throat> spoons. Now, I don't think we have the initial tweet that started this this movement, as I would call it, uh, into uh, into effect. But I was re- I was watching some Twitter account, and they they posted a picture of of this, which is a spaghetti grilled cheese. Oh my gosh! Now, why would you put spaghetti on a grilled cheese? Because it's America, and we're awesome. See, yes. Okay, that's, that's why. why. That's why. That's why you do something like that. And then what's this one? Uh, I don't know. It looks a like fettuccine Alfredo, I think. Alfredo. Oh, my God. Alfredo grilled yeah. cheese. Alfredo. Are you then, kidding me? Because, because I have a small issue with right. bougie sauce, he decided to give me one with the thing he was funny with his ha-ha-ha little spaghetti. <laughs> wait, wait, let's see what That's Jeffy cute. has. Let's it's see adorable. What do you have, He's Jeffy? talking about it here. Jeffy? Uh, uh, we're going to need napkins, by the a way. A little uh, SpaghettiOs grilled yeah, cheese because yeah, bring the bougie whole thing sauce. Over here. Oh, yeah, we need that. Just bring it all over here. Is, you don't have to. Is SpaghettiOs bougie? Is that That's a bougie I, sauce? Well, or is I that... was forced to eat these in uh, Franco-American spaghetti right. uh, as a child. Is it a bougie sauce, though? Well, you know, kind of, but it's okay. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, it depends on... They've mixed the... They mixed it differently. Mm. Okay, stop talking. We're going to eat Shut up. Now. Okay, so the first one here is the... So this has got a marinara situation. Do you really not have... Oh, you have one. What kind of cheese is in this? Anybody know? Is it a goat cheese? He walked away. I don't know. Oh. Mozzarella. Mm. It does look like it's got some kind of bougie sauce, though. Mm. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That's crazy delicious. That is fantastic. Mm. Why don't I have spaghetti on all of my sandwiches? <laughs> now, Matthew is here. I actually made these. Uh, you can either... Oh, you have a good microphone. I was going to say you could talk right into Jeffy's boobs. People like to do that. Way too close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, or you can just hug him as you're talking. What was your motivation here? What was your inspiration? Uh, an email I got from you at like 2.30 in the morning that said, make this heart emoji face, heart emoji face, heart emoji face. Which I'm impressed that you worked? knew what, I knew, you knew what emojis were. I was really impressed. <laughs> that's not, the only part of that that's not true is I didn't put any emojis in it. I was really hoping there was going to be. <laughs> but yes, I did send an email of this tweet. Is this, this isn't the exact yeah, one. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Wow. I mean, look at that. Why wouldn't you have... Spaghetti right. on all sandwiches. Have you come up with an answer to that question? Uh, no, but as I was shopping... <sighs> this is I, really good. Did you try it? No, not yet. Um, really good. I thought, you know, why, why stop at just spaghetti? Mm-hmm. And I thought, Alfredo? 
that's just more cheese. That's yeah, so, that's so it's like cheese on thought. cheese crime. So that's there's a, Parmesan, mozzarella, there's a garlic mm. butter on oh, the... Oh, uh, my gosh. Oh, they can't turn the camera? Yeah. yeah. All right. We're on, this is yeah. a TV show. So right. Well, I figured they might be able to turn the camera. I don't know. No. So this no, is really good because it's almost like a... I mean, the, the the bread is nicely grilled. Oh, yeah. Very, like, buttery. Basically garlic it's, bread. It's <laughs> cheesy yeah, and gooey. And then the you get good. the spaghetti with the marinara sauce in it. Oh, that's really now, good. One of the things I, I mean, I'm a big fan of is you've got garlic bread with pasta... There's cheese on it. I mean, this is a combination that's already built here. Right? Yeah, you're like just cutting out some mm. steps of assembling it. Exactly. I don't, I, I don't want to work. Like, right. it's much better to just have it all in one sandwich. Now, Pat has already moved on to the Alfredo, so thanks for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the Alfredo sandwich. I'm going to get a, mm. a nice little shot of that. That's the inside of that thing. Oh, man, look at and, that. And uh, Pat and Jeffy, they have a bolognese. Mm. This is just some marinara. This has Italian sausage on it. Oh, okay. oh nice. Oh, that's a what? I know. I mean, you look at that. Oh, yeah. Somebody, when we get real cameramen and they can turn the camera on you like that so you don't have to move, it'll be good. Okay, where's the Alfredo one? The Alfredo one. Oh, my God. I mean, I, I'm not sure one. which one I like better. This, They're both fantastic. You know what's great? You have one of each. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, right? One of each until we're done and you make the next batch. Mm-hmm. Right. I guarantee there's people in the kitchen just destroying the leftovers right now. Oh, wow. my God. I gotta say. Mm. Mm. All as the a, cameramen just left. That's weird. As a, uh, a person who um, may have consumed a few mm. grilled cheeses in our life, that is damn good. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, yeah. these are tremendous. Um, mm. I think the Alfredo one might I be my so. favorite. I yeah. mean, because they're both so really good. You like um, the Alfredo one, yeah. Jeffy? Yeah, the Alfredo one. Alfredo's better. not bougie sauce. Well, it's sauce, but there, you know, there. It, it doesn't get to the bougie level. There's a level that it can get to to be, reach bougie, but this is not it. <laughs> you hide it on a, a sandwich. That's not bougie anymore. That's interesting. I don't think that that's uh, accurate. So, um, so again, <laughs> so the, really the the marinara one has uh, mozzarella. You got the uh, garlic bread sort of outside exterior here. Oh my okay. God! The, You've got the spaghetti grilled with the perfection. marinara inside. Uh huh. You got some uh, seasonings and stuff on there too. I could, you could tell the taste of garlic. There's definitely a garlic taste to it. Really, really good. And really is good. It, the difference? Is it just Alfredo? Just the sauce is the only difference on the other one, or did you add? Um, you have Parmesan no, same too, cheese, right? same right? Yeah, just an Alfredo sauce over the angel hair instead of the bolognese. So. And uh, angel I hair. I love angel good hair. Good call with the too. angel hair. Yeah. You got to go with the angel hair. First of all, it's the hair of an angel. Right. Okay. <laughs> And, you know, look, you're like, hey, what, did you murder angels? No, you can just cut the hair off of Mm -hmm. angels to get angel Mm -hmm. hair. You don't need to actually murder them. This is such a stupid complaint. And it's like the mini-sized Snickers. They're less guilty because this is thinner pasta. It's thinner. eating. Right? Right, yes. So there's no calories in it. Right. Yeah. Well, there is something about them it being thinner that makes it better. And I don't know what that is. Like, it's like when you, there's just like a lot of like, a lot more going on somehow. But look at that. I mean, there's a lot going on in that sandwich right there, and it's delicious. Um, i got to say, these are fantastic. Yeah, very good. Fantastic. You don't, you don't go good with these. <clears throat> a chocolate shake. Now, as I see, you thought I was going to say something else. I did. did. But yeah. a chocolate shake would be great with these. Yes, it would. <laughs> Which a also has shake. milk <laughs> in it. <laughs> milk. No, go, 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 go. Milk. i got to say, this Phenomenal. is quite the experience. Um, Very good. I got to give both of these an 18. Yeah, these are 18 products right here. This is delicious. No, why do you go to 18 again? It's the uh, highest number Jeffy knows. <laughs> right, but does he knows the ones in between them, right? No, I don't think he does. Uh-oh. The more we think about this, I don't think he does actually know the numbers. He's never given one. He's never given a number. So I have two. We're Jeff- skeptical. Oh, he knows two. Oh, yeah, two. One, two. That was T.O. I'm going to give 
the the uh, the the Alfredo one, the eighteen, and I'm going to give the seventeen to the um, the marinara one. Why? Because I like this one better, and I don't want to give it the same exact grade. But they're both fantastic, Matthew. So excellent good. work. Thank you. Is this why? Um, <clears throat> can we be can we be frank? Let's just no. Talk, let's talk. He quiet. almost stabbed me as he walked past the kitchen because he's Did he getting really? a ground turkey quinoa bowl for lunch. Oh, okay. It what? should be mentioned that <clears throat> Matthew is Glenn's chef. And yeah. so <laughs> I was just about to say, like, is this why Glenn? Yeah, I know what you're like, going to get. It looks <clears throat> like Glenn. Mm-hmm. So he's having a turkey thing. Yeah, just don't bring it up. He's probably listening, and he's going to be waiting for me. Would he not have eaten this? Oh, he would have destroyed this. Yeah. Oh, we should have, <laughs> yeah. we should have given him one then. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't I think mean, that's a good this, idea. I mean, this is like this, this and quinoa, same thing. <laughs> quinoa. Same thing. <coughs> this is like a quinoa. kale, quinoa right. kind of thing. Com- yeah. It was like yeah. a commercial of the NFL game where <laughs> they, like, they did the, uh, <laughs> the, the tailgate, and the guy, yeah. what's quinoa? What are quinoa? Quinoa. <laughs> Now, now let me again. Like w- this is a show that we talk about science a lot. We talk about mm-hmm. innovation right. a lot on this program. This is why we do this segment. We don't do it because we want to eat friggin' sandwiches on television. That's a ridiculous, obviously, right. topic. Right. It's about innovation. So let me let me propose an innovation here. All right. Oh, <laughs> double up on it. Look at that. Oh. Then you got the mm-hmm. marinara. See what I'm saying here? Alfredo. A marinara grilled Alfredo cheese. grilled cheese double decker. Mm-hmm. Let's see how this thing goes. This mm. this might go above eighteen. This is the most American thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh. We need some French fries too. <laughs> oh man! Oh my God! Is the combination good? Does it work? It's almost like you should never eat one by itself. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh my God! Why am I really not having good. Alfredo and marinara every time I have pasta? I know. Together. Is that, a, is that a sauce? It is now. It is now. Look at that. I mean, that is, there's a lot going on here. A lot going on. And uh, just to my, my wife, you're welcome for this. Uh, thank Matthew for my appearance uh, for the next six months after eating these sandwiches. Uh, thank you, Matthew. Tremendous Matthew. Fantastic. Awesome. Cool. And uh, anytime. Really anytime delicious. Anytime you want to jump in in a way like this, like mm-hmm. if you're interested in whatever, mm. well, uh, anything. Give us a heads up because, you know, we want to make sure it's on our cheat day. <laughs> <laughs> cheating on what? Today's today's our cheat. So yeah, what are so, you cheating on for no. it to be your cheat day? Yeah, we're, it's, it's our cheat day, so we're able to eat this. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, the day when we eat yeah, something that wasn't good for us necessarily. Well, one more question: of you being around the office, Jeffy says his uh, slogan is "moderation in all things." Just Everything so, is you, moderation. Would you say that? Uh, yeah, that's super true. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. Right. Yeah, don't think he knows what moderation means. No, he doesn't. Oh no, no obviously he doesn't. But that is right. his float slogan. No. Is mics still on? All right. Triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. An assistant principal at the prestigious Downington STEM Academy has been placed on paid leave after uh, being video recorded cursing at two pro-life teenagers on school property. This is unbelievable. He told them that aborted babies were cells, uh, that he was gay and didn't give an F about Jesus, and then loudly singing, I love a parade, apparently to drown out the pair. Uh, I believe he said at one point, God is the biggest abortionist. Oh my gosh. Okay, so here's a look at uh, some of what went on uh, with... This wonderful teacher. Can I ask you to either be walking on the sidewalk or to leave, please? Oh, this is uh, it's one. a public sidewalk, so. Uh, yes, this is a public sidewalk, but you're actually on school property. Okay. Either walk on the sidewalk or I can call the police oh. for trespassing. Right, that's fine. If you want to call the police, I will more than happily do that. That's fine. I can also stand here. Hey, Cam, how are you doing? Having a great weekend? 
Sir, um, we're actually just exposing the Holocaust that's happening in America. There's no Holocaust happening in America. There actually is. Talk about a Holocaust happening in America. Go into an inner city and talk to the poor and underprivileged. Sir, these are the poor and underprivileged. These are the people that are being murdered. Sir, these are image bearers of God. You can go to hell where they are too. Wow. Yeah, this is actually a different crazy person about abortion than the one I was thinking of. But either way. Uh, How often does this happen? And it's such a strange mm-hmm. stance. Like, who, you know, is it better to be poor and alive mm-hmm. or really super rich and dead? Which one's better? I can't believe that, that there's no there's mm-hmm. no there's no comparison there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the idea that you actually get to be, you might you, know, you might not have all the things that you want in life. However, at least you have a chance at them. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, the inner cities might not be the best places on earth. You know, we'd agree. Uh, but I mean, to compare that to. 53 million people dead. Hard, it's hard to compare it. And here's where, the, uh, where he gets uh, very scientific. Have you weakened that? See, you, see, you wish to hide what's happening. No, I wish to protect my students from unsightly but things that they don't they, need to see. Sir, my students, this is what we do not do. have a single pregnancy in my school. I've been here for five years. Nobody's been pregnant. There's not not. been a single abortion. And you want to call me a liar while you're standing out here harassing teenagers. I'm not harassing You can go get a freaking liar. These these children are being murdered in our society. They're not children. They're cells. They're they're children. Go home. They are cells. You're at a science-based school. Those are cells. It's been proven by scientists. Oh, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. Then take it out, and if it can live on its own, it's freaking awesome. Otherwise, shut up, leave me alone. Wow. I will call the police for you harassing me. So a strong advocate for a 20-week abortion uh, So we're not harassing Um, anybody. We are saying that we live in a society that murders human beings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's called the death penalty. Why don't you go protest that? These are not innocent. They're cells. They're not cells. They're cells. They're the size of a dime. They're cells. So you need to turn the cell is the size of a dime from your sin. Listen here, son. All right. I'm as gay as the day is long and twice as sunny. I don't give a f- what you think Jesus tells me and what I should and should not be doing. Wow. <laughs> well, at least he's consistent. Um, and I this guy's on paid leave. Not been fired. He's on paid leave. You can't, you can't, obviously, you can't. Uh, so we just jam grilled cheese sandwiches down our mouth. You can't <laughs> fire a teacher for something like that. You can't. I mean, that's just, uh, it's just ridiculous. I will say this. Um, you know, you could describe fairly all of us as cells, mm. including yes. him as he walks around and talks to these people. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're all made up of cells. However, those cells combine to provide life. We become human beings when cells arrange in a certain way. And uh, that's kind of the important part of that story, isn't it? Because, yeah, we're all cells. We're all there. You can call all of us cells if you want. Does that mean our lives, too? Uh, it's just, oh, and you're only the size of a dime. Is a, is a cell the size of a dime? I really Is it a science-based school? Because I don't think that's true. <laughs> it's really ridiculous. Uh, here's where we find out, I guess he, he must believe in God because he tells them to go to hell. So and here's a look at that. Jesus can set you free from your sins. It's the truth. It's the gospel. He died on the cross. Just because you choose to believe a book of fiction doesn't mean it's, I have it's to. It's not fiction. Proof it's this to truth. me with science. No, you believe it does not make it true. You and Trump can go to hell. Just because you believe something doesn't make it a fact. Sir, the, the only people the only people going to hell are those who do not believe in Jesus Christ. 
That's only if you believe in hell, which I don't, so I'm not going. No, it doesn't work that way, sister. Shut up and leave me and my children alone. If you don't believe in hell, why are you talking about it? Your teacher wants to keep... I'm not their teacher, I'm their assistant principal. Okay, the assistant principal wants to keep... Shut your mouth and don't talk to my students. You do not have permission to speak and engage. No, you do not. You are harassing public school students, and I will call the police if you don't shut up. You can call the police. I'm not doing anything against the law. Then don't talk to my students. Uh, The First Amendment actually does uh, give him the right to speak to whoever he chooses. Uh, They don't have to listen to it. Pathetic display. They can leave. Uh, Really weird. And, and, you know, you feel bad in some ways because he's obviously just so fired up and irrational uh, Mm -hmm. at that moment. Um, and, And, you know, to give the credit to the protesters, they're very calm. Yeah. You know, very reasoned. Um, you know, I, I think that's uh, they, they handle themselves well there. I, I don't. We don't see what their signs saying. Did they say? Did they have like a fetus picture or something? Was that was he? What, I don't know. He was originally, I don't know. Uh, complaining about because um, you know the. the I, I don't know. I don't. I do know that he's uh, as gay as the day is long and just as sunny. <laughs> I mean, because that's what he said. He did say he, that. He didn't seem all that sunny to no, me. No, he did not. Uh, no, he you know, did not. It seemed like a cloudy day. Uh, a cloudy so. day in, 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 in... Might be a gay day, but it's a cloudy one. <laughs> yes. It's fair. Uh, all right. The fact is, uh, there are people that are getting money from your phone bill that believe as this guy does. And you don't want that to happen. Yeah. They'll dump uh, money that you give them. Uh, into organizations that this guy probably volunteers for. <laughs> All that? these cell phone companies. Yeah, that's, that's what they're weird. doing. So weird. Uh, but, I mean, again, you know, we're talking one, one in particular, $80 million has gone to uh, liberal causes, progressive causes. Patriot Mobile gives you the uh, alternative. Nationwide talk and text, high-speed 4G LTE data at the prices that you're going to want to pay, plus 5% of your monthly bill goes to a conservative organization of your choice. Patriot Mobile will even uh, buy out your current contract with credits up to $500 per line or $1,500 for the full account. Mm. And you can keep your phone number so you don't have to go through all that hassle and get great nationwide coverage while you support conservative values. Plus, you can get a free iPhone 5S or Galaxy S5 when you sign up for a $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan, or you can choose from any of the other great phones that they have. They have pretty much everything. Patriot Mobile also gives 10% off to all military veterans, first responders, and their families. And $35 activation fee is no more if you use the promo code Pat and Stu, but you got to use Pat and Stu as the promo code to get that deal. Go to mm. patriotmobile.com slash Pat and Stu now, or call them at 1-800-A-PATRIOT. It's 1-800-A-PATRIOT. All right. Uh, speaking of whack job liberals, uh, liberals, liberals, my friends are not uh, good. <laughs> A little mixture there between uh, uh, Russian and uh, W. Uh, but there, apparently, it's wrong if you now show a video of a baby hearing sound for the first time what? yeah because hmm. uh well let's let's take a look at the at the video and then we'll we'll discuss recording Lachlan. first, His first hearing aid with sound hello, hello darling. Oh, there we go 
뭐 이거 뭐야? 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 No, I don't know that I would. Wow. You know, I don't know that I would do that if I had that done to my kids. But to watch that, you know, I mean, be a part of it. I don't know that I would yeah. release a video of it. Yeah, you know, we might videotape it for us. Yeah, I can understand but, that. But why, what, what's your? I don't know. Why? I just, I just kind of feel like it's well, it would belong to us. Is all. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we're about to find out why it didn't work out so well. Um, but but what's your? Uh, I just sometimes that kind of stuff to me should be us. Yeah, I, I guess that's world. just what I love about that is not it's for just the like, world. What but an I appreciate. Moment. Yes, yeah. absolutely. That moment, if you don't have a heart of some kind of goosebumps when that little kid starts hearing, you're dead. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, uh, so can you imagine? Okay, what is what is wrong with that? Other than like Jeff is right. saying, it's a it's a private personal moment. Right. But they shared it. That, so good for them. That's let, great. Are, uh, and maybe you could make a case that they're exploiting the moment or the I baby. Don't I, I don't I know. Disagree. It doesn't seem like it. they're not making uh, money. Not in today's off of it. world. In today's world, so, people share that stuff, right? So and what some, would be wrong with that? If you had to think of something that would be wrong with that to a liberal, what would it be? I gotta say, until I got to the point in the story where it explains it, I had absolutely no, no idea. I don't. I, no right. idea. I mean, I what, thought, what could be wrong? Own, the thing I came up with is I heard Lachlan, and I was thought, like, is this, like, the only other person I know named Lachlan, right. um, I think of the guy from Fox News. And maybe they thought like they were angry, like oh, the yeah. guy. I it wasn't that. Why. I thought it was like related. But it wasn't that. That's they not how relations work. They didn't say anything conservative nope. to the baby. They didn't talk about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Were, there was right. nothing offensive there, right? Seemingly, here's what's offensive to them. Yeah, that they helped the baby here. What? Because uh, deafness isn't something you always have to conquer. Look at this. This assumes that deaf people both want and should get them. Oh, I'm talking my about gosh. hearing aids. Mm-hmm. But the deaf community has a rich culture and norms hindered by this practice. Are you kidding me? Are you oh kidding me? So if there's a deaf person, they would rather stay deaf mm-hmm. than hear sounds. Videos I'm shouldn't sorry, be posted. I don't believe that. Videos shouldn't be posted implying they man. should desire hearing yeah well we post videos with people getting new legs after they got their <laughs> half of their body blown off too but i'm guessing that most people that don't have legs would say geez if i could get some legs that'd be great um what, uh, yeah yeah i mean I mean, probably yeah exactly yeah. i mean we've talked to a lot of veterans who have said yes. that exact thing if i um, could hear something it would be great yeah, like that'd be I, wonderful. if i could hear my mother's voice for this baby for instance that's not a desirable thing to make happen that is so absurd. Here's the, again, and this is part of the the culture that we live mm. in, in which everyone is offended by everything. Boy, Listen no to kidding. This. Someone tweets, uh, "No child should be left deaf if the deafness can be alleviated." Who the hell would disagree with that statement? I would. She says, "This woman who we just showed the deaf community would probably disagree with you." Please do some research. Many they deaf would? people do not consider it a disability to be fixed. What? I don't know. My guess is if they Seriously? had a choice and they could just snap their fingers and be able to hear, they'd probably yeah. be excited I would about that. love to talk to a deaf person who, within the sound of my voice, 
<laughs> Thank you. But Who I can't, so there you go. Prefers <laughs> deafness over over being able to hear. I, I, I can't believe no. that even exists. You can make the best of a, of a tough situation. Yes. Right. You, you can you could say it's built right. your character yes. uh, to have to fight through some of but those given challenges. given a choice? Absolutely. Of course you're going to choose being able to hear sounds. It's so ludicrous. And then there was also the other side of it... Uh, um, uh, that's a deeply private moment of health care in a doctor's office. Does that kid <laughs> want to be the image of another person's narrative? <laughs> uh, what? I mean, it makes me beg that the Empire builds the Death Star and I know, fires and just it at us. It blows us up. Oh, this is so ridiculous. Um, another one. Uh, By the way, deafness <clears throat> isn't something you always have to conquer. Deaf community are proud of themselves and their culture. And deaf culture and sign language is also a glorious, rich, and diverse. Wait, there's yeah. a deaf culture? Deaf culture. Yeah. Okay. Is there a blindness culture, too? Is there a culture yes. for yes, blind is. is there a culture for people without legs? Yes. Yes. There- Absolutely. Okay. And all of it should be cherished, and no one should ever want... It's funny, the same exact people who will say, abort every kid with a disability, or they're totally going to be fine with that. I, I, uh, absolutely. Kids got, uh, uh, you know, Down syndrome, for example. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Abort the hell out of that kid. Right. They, can't, they see no right. value in that mm-hmm. at all. Right. Yep. However, when uh, now that... Of course, obviously, the same exact thing applies. Like, if you, if you have a disability, if you have something you struggle with your entire life, of course you want to... Uh, overcome it if you can um, that does not mean that you don't care about your experience that you've had in your life it does not mean that there's no value in people who, ha- who are deaf it's just that of course you'd like to be able to have the advantages of others if mm-hmm. you can get them yeah uh, you know uh, you know hearing things is, is really nice that's great there I mean, is a culture uh with people who have no brains called liberals it's a liberal culture <laughs> that's, that's, really so, yeah oh, i didn't know that and uh, i mean i don't want to offend i don't want to get into their deep rich culture at all they can, they can have it you can have your deep rich culture and we won't provide you with a brain we'll just leave you brainless hmm. okay and continue to win elections well and this is it goes, i mean as you talk about that we talk about the last guy who mm-hmm. um uh uh Speaking of elections, uh, the last guy who was uh, harassing the teenagers and is like, "Oh, you go, go ahead, you take Donald, you and Donald Trump go to hell." <laughs> uh, you did know that Donald Trump spent all of his entire life being pro-choice until like 18 mm. minutes ago, mm-hmm. and also is absolutely, without question, the most pro-gay rights president to ever take office. And he absolutely does no, not know no, that, no, I guarantee you. Oh, of course not. It's just because oh, it's, no. there's no reasoning there. I mean, again, like I, you know, it, it, it's just a, it's a strange world we live in. Everyone's offended by everything. Everyone mm-hmm. has the same five complaints. You know, I'm offended. I don't, you know, uh, I don't like uh, some presidential candidate. Everyone sees everything through the same prism. And it really is just, mm-hmm. uh, ugh, it, 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 please, load the Death Star up. Uh, it makes the battleship uh, station operational. Yeah, there Don't take be advantage of that speech. little vent, though, in it. No, no. And no. shoot Close a little laser Close down it. Close it up, put, put a board over it, <laughs> and, and just let it happen. More patents, too, coming up. If, if we're not hit by the Death Star in, in the meantime. I think I hear it.
it's Pat and Stu. I'm Jeffy. Uh, I, can I just take a moment? And, and it's really, I mean, just kind of a non sequitur, kind of an aside. I just have to pay credit where credit is due and congratulate Trump voters, especially those who were with Trump from the very beginning. When there were, you know, 18 different choices you could have cho- from whom you could have chosen. Is it 18, Jeffy? <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was, was 17. 17. 17. Because yeah. right. 18 is a number that Jeffy thought that's it right. was. But that's because he right. thinks the only number is 18. 18. That's the only one he knows. Um, but <laughs> this Republican president of the United States said he'd be honored to meet with uh, North Korea's leader under the right conditions, Kim Jong-un. Mm-hmm. Uh, he thinks the country may need an economic stimulus package mm-hmm. or possibly a gas tax hike for better roads. Uh, he might even break up the banks. Oh. And certainly we need a health care bill even more generous than Obamacare for people with pre-existing conditions. Uh, you wouldn't normally get that out of a Republican president, but fortunately, because of the Trump supporters, we now have that. And I, I just can thank you. It, thank you for that. Thank you. It's really nice. That. Isn't that nice? And we're doubling the yeah. amount of low-skilled temporary foreign workers. Yeah, right. Uh, as we kind of covered before we started eating grilled cheese. And he, <laughs> uh, he uh, said all of that in one 30-minute interview to give you just a quick overview of all the non-Republican things we're getting from a Republican that you wouldn't expect, and it's, it's really wonderful. It's all about surprising your audience, Pat. You know, you yeah. can be the same really predictable. Even if the show's good, you don't want the same jokes every time. You know? Right. So you come up with right. uh, maybe, you know, maybe sometimes you are left of any candidate that's run in history, <laughs> like every once in a while. Right. You know? Right. Uh, so. Maybe you're even further left than some of your opponent uh, opponent's policies, who's actually a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's no doubt about that. Maybe you're as far left as the socialist who is running on some uh, particular issues, in fact. I love, my, my favorite Just thing to mix it up is, a little bit. So when we were going through, there's 17 candidates to choose from, mm-hmm. and Trump wins. And we get to the general. What do we hear from every person on earth? Hey, hey, better than binary, Hillary. Binary choice. Better, better, than, Hillary. better than Hillary. What do you binary want, Hillary? Choice, better than better Hillary. choice. There's only two choices. Binary choice. you got to pick one of them. There's okay. only two. So the, the <laughs> le- lesson you learn from there, right? <laughs> Is don't harp mm-hmm. on previous available choices because right now you have this situation in front of you, right? Yeah. That's yes, the right. lesson you learn. Yep. Yes. What's interesting about that is there is no longer a binary choice. There is now one choice, which is Donald Trump, who is currently the president. So to compare anything he's doing now to what Hillary might have done is the same thing these people were complaining about during the general election when we would bring up the primary. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an old situation that has passed. Currently, you have a president. You need to, compare, you need to uh, judge him on what he's doing, not judge him as what he compared to what for some former candidate we might have had in another world. We have this candidate. He should be judged on what he's doing. And what he's doing so far, uh, some of it is good. Uh, much of it is not. Uh, a lot of it is not. Eh, most of it probably is not. I think, well, yeah. I mean, I think that's, uh, I think that's true. But, uh, I mean, you could apply the same thing, the same theory to American Airlines. Much of what they're doing is not good either. Um, r- right now, they're cutting more legroom in economy class. Uh, another two inches is about to go. They're going to squish you down from 31 to 29 inches on three rows of the airplane, down to 30 inches in the rest of it. What's that going to get you? One more row? Uh, Yeah, they're trying to add more seats. Yeah. 
how many even you, more seats now to each plane. Well, look, these companies are all losing money, so uh, you know I understand they have to this. The legroom thing is it was a big complaint I think for a long time. I'm much more concerned as someone who's uh, just ate an entire Alfredo grilled cheese. Um, mm-hmm. as the width yes. is much more. And they've made those smaller as well. Yeah, that's the much more. Like, uh, the leg room. The width yeah. is bad, too. I yeah. mean, I'm an average yeah. uh, you know, six-foot guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not, like, tall, but I'm not, you know, 5'2". Mm-hmm. Uh, but I never really have problem with the leg room in those seats. Um, you know, and, and they, I guess they do that, especially in certain rows. They make it yeah. really tight. But it's not, it's not leg room as much as it's, like, you're just crammed this way. I don't have yeah. so much with the leg I gotta room. be in the aisle. Uh, gotta be if, in the aisle. Uh, as long as you don't, the person in front of you doesn't lean back. Yeah, like I know um, when you have the laptop on the on the tray table and it's like this, and then the person leans back and it comes like this. This is a little hard. Yes, I will yeah. say. Um, but you know, generally speaking, I don't find it to be terrible. Um, you know, I, I fly American almost all the time. It's the big airline in Dallas, so we basically are constantly easy in, easy out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, like every flight. You know, seriously, probably eighty percent of the flights yeah. out of that airport are, are American, so we're on it all the time. And I've, I've had generally good experiences with it. I know Glenn had a bad one. There's been some other occasional ones uh, here and there, but uh, so I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's uh, kind of interesting. Yeah, uh, but I, 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 I mean, we've seen the we've seen the uh, the drawings of how they want to. We've seen the drawings of the seats where it's almost like uh, bar stools. The mm-hmm. seats where they, you know, lean up so you'd sit on them. You know, there's mm-hmm. just, so you sit. They just pop down and you'd sit down on them. So you, you're just it's just the humans. Then there's no chairs. It's just like a little stool. Uh, that would be fun. Yeah, that it's would be fun. Uh, do you ever go to a game and get the bar seating? Um, I mean, I know what like you're talking Ma- about. Madison yeah. Square Garden has it. I know they have it at I think Fenway as well. Where you get seats, kind of like a bar seat, and you got just a bar in front of you, so you right. can like set your drinks down and everything. That's a great way to watch mm-hmm. a game. I don't know flight. But you could fit a lot more in there. Correct. I mean, a lot more people. That's where they're at. That's not a bad idea, actually. I, I hate the I hate the the whole uh, row thing. You know, trying to like get out when you're on the in the aisle. Yes. Or you're in the window seat. You yeah. Get out to the aisle. It's, 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 <clears> that's it's why I, I used to go for the window seat all the time. Now I go for the aisle. Always aisle. Every single. Even time. I have to sit towards the back aisle. Aisle. Exactly. I got to do the aisle. All right, triple eight seven two seven Beck. Coming up in a few minutes, uh, we are going to uh, take a look at Talking Heads. Um, Stu did an nice. interview with Ryan Holiday, author of "Trust Me, I'm Lying." Oh, nice. Confessions of a Media Manipulator. <laughs> this is uh, part two. We already saw part one. Right? Yeah, we did part one last week. We do part okay. two this week. Uh, we'll come back in just a second, and we'll do that the whole thing. So, look. So Ryan Holiday uh, is a guy who, uh, you probably have seen his work, he uh, was the type of guy who puts all sorts of crazy stories that make these big uh, flares in the media uh, and help draw attention to products. That's kind of was his job. Now he's kind of exposing what he did. He wrote a book about it. And here's part two of the interview. Here to tell us about the consequences of the 24-7 news cycle and how to protect ourselves uh, is the author of the book, Trust Me, I'm Lying, Confessions of a Media Manipulator, Ryan Holiday. I've worked for a a, a number of sort of big companies that um, have basically decided that they don't care what you say about them as long as you're talking about them. And it's, I think, increasingly become a common media strategy. There is this insatiable demand for content And it's not as if reporters are out there literally pounding the pavement looking for good leads. They're not 
sort of independently investigating what they write about, what they look for is sensational things that are appearing online. If I were to call you a douchebag right now and you said, no, I'm not a douchebag, you've now been, the, the word douchebag has now been said about you twice, right? <laughs> so so, so there, there's actually something that scientists have found called the backfire effect. So when, when, if you give people false information and then you explain to them why it's false, they actually believe it more than people who are only given it once. If you think about how an online writer is, is, is judged, it's, um, it's, did this get traffic right now? How many social shares is it getting right now? The writer isn't thinking, hey, I'm gonna write a piece. It's not gonna do that well right now, but it's gonna do a thousand views a day for the next 10 years. So, you know, they're, they're already gonna move on to a different outlet. They don't get paid for how their stories do over the long term. Interrupt this program to bring you Your book is, is really interesting in that you broke it up kind of into two sections here where you have the, here's how I did it. Let me give you the, the, the master plan of how I've manipulated all of these stories into your life. Uh, and then you talk about the consequences of it, which are really real. You've been on both sides of it. Uh, how, yeah. do you, how do you see this sort of civil war playing out? Well, I mean, I saw it play out in myself. It's complicated, right? On the, on the one hand, you give human beings incentives and they try to beat those incentives or they try to take advantage of them. And that, that's that been a part of it. And then I think what I tried to write in the book is, I, in some ways, I, I was suspicious that people weren't going to believe me. And I didn't want to write another academic book about journalism for journalists. I wanted to make normal people, people who are listening to this show, sort of realize what's going on behind the curtain. Because what they don't know is Everyone in the media knows how this works and they talk about it and they complain about Chartbeat mm -hmm. and they, they, they say how they wish it was different and they talk about how many bogus stories they, they pass along and they wish that it wasn't that way, but they won't do anything about it. And, and ultimately, the only way this system is going to change, um, it, readers are not blameless here either, right? We share this crap on Facebook. We talk about it. We look for news that confirms what we want it to be. I think readers are the swing vote between a good system and a bad system. And hopefully people are seeing now, you know, there's a line from an early media critic, I'm forgetting who said it, but he says, you know, America is a, is a, is a democracy, therefore it's ruled by public opinion. And it's newspapers, it's the media that rules public opinion. So these things, the way blog economics work are not without consequence. They determine who uh, we elect, they determine the laws we pass, they determine how our market does, right? How mm -hmm. what stocks we invest in, what investor confidence we have, it determines a, a huge chunk of our daily lives. And so, I think I would argue that you know, getting this news for free, focusing on short-term, meaningless information, has really made life worse in a lot of ways. And that hopefully we're starting to see a, the pendulum swing in the other direction. And the consumer is really a big part of this. And I'm glad you mentioned that because you know. I, I can't tell you how many times people that I, even people that I know are smart people who, who uh, you know, if you got into a conversation with them, would realize some crazy headline is wrong. Yet they're right. the ones clicking share because it confirms whatever worldview they have. And it, it really, it becomes a huge, uh, it becomes a huge problem. I, I know when I see something like from someone on, on the left uh, saying, you know what, this one point, the right is, even though it's against my interests, the right is correct on this one or vice versa. Yes. That's one of the most important things that I want to share every time, because when you are going against your interests like that and you're saying this is true, 
it really kind of like, you know, puts a flag down in, in the turf a little bit. I, I think that's right. And also, when you disagree with someone, let's make sure you're disagreeing for the right reasons. So, for instance, I'm not a Ben Carson fan, mm -hmm. but uh, the controversy a few weeks ago where he supposedly said slaves were immigrants, that's just patently <laughs> false. Like, if you look at what he said in that talk, mm -hmm. he said, you know, uh, lots of people came to America and he describes a sort of immigrant story. And then he said there were other immigrants who came to America in the bottom of slave ships mm -hmm. and they, too, wanted a better life. They wanted all the things that every other human being wants. And he's he's talking about how much harder it was for slaves. So um, if you're a liberal, you agree with what he is saying. But when you see the New York Times headline or the USA Today, who I think broke that story, and you see Ben Carson compares, uh, you know, says slaves are immigrants, it confirms all the things that you want to believe about him. And that's precisely why you should dig into it and read it and then go, I don't like Ben Carson, if that's your opinion, but I don't like him for these following legitimate reasons, not a trumped up media criticism that... Uh, I'm not going to take cheap shots, essentially, is what we need to say. When we can have civil, reasonable disagreements about facts, uh, that's much better than when we're slandering each other with fake news. Yeah, and, and, and when you, whenever you see a headline that says, controversial figure compares X to, to Nazis or whatever, right. you know it's a reach. It's almost always a reach because he used them in the same 15-sentence area. They say compares because it seems like you're making a direct comparison when it could be something very sensible. Yeah. And, and so the idea that it's a liberal bias, I want people to a liberal or a conservative mm -hmm. bias. It's actually much more insidious than that. It's it's actually that the reporter is sitting there thinking their bias is towards what's the most interesting and what's the most provocative. Mm -hmm. Right. So so you could actually have the reporter who wrote that story be the the biggest Ben Carson fan in the world, or perhaps they're a conservative or Republican or whatever. Sure. But they're not going to pass up that opportunity to take that cheap shot because it's their job to take that cheap shot. And it's partly become their job because we as the readers have said, we're not going to pay for what you do. You're going to have to trick us into clicking on your website many times a day instead of paying you $30 a month or whatever it is. And, and I'm guilty of this as well. So, um, and, and then we go back to those websites after they trick us, like we're fooled again and again and again. So, uh, that's the problem. It's not uh, political ideology that's tearing us apart. It's the economic incentives that are driving us from each other, I think. That's my theory. All right, I'm going to break some news here on the program. Um, uh, your book came out uh, five years ago. The problem has clearly got, been much worse since your book came out. And in your book, uh, there is a roadmap on how to make things worse. So mm -hmm. are you responsible for our society's ills? Uh, you know, it's interesting. Um, I remember sitting down when I was writing the book and talking to my publisher about it. And we were joking that Michael Lewis in the eighties wrote a book called liars poker, yeah, which was supposed great. to be, uh, an expose of wall street and a warning about why young people shouldn't work on wall street. Yeah. And he said, you know, now I hear endlessly from people who said your book is why I work on wall street. <laughs> yep. And, and, you know, when I hear from, you know, I've heard from multiple, almost all the prominent people on the alt-right have told me that they read the book, whether it's Charles Johnson or Mike Cernovich or, oh, no. or, or even Milo himself. Um, you know, on the one hand, that's sort of flattering uh, and, and interesting. And on the other hand, it sort of makes me go, I think you guys are missing the point. Um, so I, I'm, I'm willing to take the blame uh, for, for whatever tiny part I played in it. If people will listen to me now and, and maybe, maybe realize that, hey, 
getting outraged about a troll is exactly what a troll is trying to for you to do. And if you can see how their playbook works, maybe you can do like what that 16-year-old girl in Canada did, who instead of getting mad, instead of rioting and burning parts of Berkeley down, said, hey, I'm going to dig into this person's history and I'm going to find out um, maybe some embarrassing things that they've said and I'm going to use that again. Like, I would rather people be strategic and intelligent about it and not try to um, not not just go round and round on this uh, this roller coaster we've been on because clearly it's not working. Well, you gave a very interesting answer to that and I will include it in paragraph 12, but the headline is going to be, is right. Ryan Holiday at fault for the alt-right? Question mark. And, uh, and, and look, as an author uh, who understands how controversy works, that's not the worst thing in the world for me. And so that, I think that's what people need to realize is that you think you're helping by being upset, but really you're giving the people exactly what they want, which is the attention they couldn't otherwise get. Yeah, amazing stuff and, and a really incredible look at, at the behind the scenes, how the sausage is actually made. Uh, Ryan Holiday, the book is Trust Me, I'm Lying, Confessions of a Media Manipulator. Thanks so much for coming on, Ryan. Thanks so much.